Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. We keep saying it. I hope you never get tired of hearing it. We are so glad that you have joined us today to gather around the Word of God. And I just pray today for you and your family, your household, for uh, your friends, your neighbors, your children. I pray today that God's rich blessings will be upon you and that you will discover, as we all are discovering, the real source of our strength, the real source of our sustenance, the real provider uh, for all of our needs. All of the systems of man are shaking, But we serve a God who declared of himself, I am the Lord God of Israel, and I change not. And I'm glad for this God, that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of James and John and Matthew, amen, that the God of the Bible, the God of the covenant with Abraham is our heavenly God father as christians today if you don't know jesus as your savior uh, we don't believe in uh, uh, just accidents when we pray and we come to bring the word of god we believe in divine appointments and if you've come here today seeking truth or seeking hope or seeking comfort or consolation counsel from God. We welcome you as our guest today, and we believe that God has sent you here. And right in this moment of time, we believe that God is going to speak to you as he's going to speak to us very clearly, very concisely. We have a subject today that I believe is so relevant to all of us here in America and around the world, uh, because this broadcast is not only going around the world, this virus is going around the world. And it is something that is shaking the very foundations of every nation of the world, some more than others, but all are being shaken by this. And not only the virus itself, but the aftermath, uh, when this is under a degree or or absolute control, there are still uh, aftershocks, just like an earthquake shakes at an epicenter. There are aftershocks after the earth initial earthquake has stopped. Well, in these aftershocks, in this time of shaking, we need to get a hold of something that cannot be shaken. And we need a foundation that cannot be moved by any, any cataclysmic event. And we're speaking, therefore, on the subject. This is the fourth in the series, Trusting God No Matter what and our initial text i want to read it again so that we understand our foundational text for this is found in psalm 46 psalm 46 and and uh, it simply begins this way you will relate to it immediately in light of the world conditions and what how it's affecting you and I personally right now. Listen, God is our refuge and strength. God, God, not the government. I'm not saying the government cannot be used of God, is not used of God. We're told to pray 
for kings and those that are in authority that we might live a peaceable life. I pray that you are praying for the leader of your government wherever you are, as we should be right here in America. But make no mistake about it. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, literally, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Then we have the little phrase you find over and over again in Psalms in particular, Selah. Salah literally means to to sit down and quietly contemplate this. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's hard for us to be still, but right now uh, we, we're being made to lay down in green pasture. Amen. And, and one of the reasons you may be coming to this website right now to hear this Bible study is because all of the systems that we were trusting in to make our life comfortable and easy and and having no worries about anything, somebody or some system is taking care of all of that. Right now, we are together uh, many times, uh, many in many situations, and because we are drawn together because of this common ground we're all standing on. The common ground we're standing on is right now shaky ground. But this that we are getting into here in this this promise of God and this trust in God, the psalmist wanted us to stop and think about what was just read and what was just said, to slow down. And this is called meditating on the Word of God, not this Eastern brand of 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 a form of mind over matter and mind control and and mentally psyching ourselves out to not be troubled. No, no, no. This is focusing on the Word of God and the words from God and the God who spoke it. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again because we want to just stop. And it's hard for me once I get wound up. Amen. I just want to go. Hallelujah. Forward in the Scripture and in in the, in the in what God has impressed upon me because I get excited about it. But listen, this is something to get excited about. God If God is your refuge and your strength as it is written, think about it again, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, see, no matter what, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. Be still, be still, and think about this. And we can pick this up in verse 10, where it says, really what the Selah is telling us to do there. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts 
If you're a believer today, if you're a Christian today, this is your promise and my promise. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And once again, Selah, be still. Be still and know that I am God. Amen. You know, in order to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, that we need to see right now the deliverance of God in our lives and in the lives of others and in in our nation and your nation, we need to begin by being still and knowing that He is God. Be still and know so that we can stand still and see. Praise God. That brings us to where we're going today as we go forward on this great subject. Amen. Uh, it's going to require faith. Look at Psalm 27 and, and, and verse 13. David said, In his day, in his circumstance, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And I said it last week, I want to begin by saying it again this week. As Christians, we do not see to believe, we believe to see. That's why David said, regardless of the circumstance, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Now, God is looking for people that will stand in the gap right now and make up the hedge, will make up the breach. You know, the Bible said in Isaiah chapter 58 about the chosen fast. And I believe that God is calling us to fast and pray in this situation, not to just wait on the government to take care of everything. Although the government has a role to play and God may use them to answer our prayer uh, to a degree, but our trust has to go beyond the government. It has to go beyond the medical uh, uh, specialist and the uh, specialist in the in in these areas that we need to find solutions for. Uh, a cure for this thing. I believe the cure doesn't begin in the medical community, though they're working feverishly to find it. I believe the real answer, the absolute answer, is in God's supernatural intervention. When they find that that would cure this or inoculate against this, it will be God given to them. It won't be just because they are that uh, that good uh, at their at their their craft at their their that they're that good at what they do. It'll be because God has responded to intercessory prayer, and God had answered. And those who pray in faith to see this come about, that believe that God is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen. They will be those that, as David said, I'd fainted. I I was crushed by it all. I would have given up all hope and fallen unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And that's why we said last week a very simple faith 
formula. Faith sees the invisible. They that come to God must believe that he is, even though you can't see him. Uh, but you see him and through and accept that truth of his of his person and his reality through the eye of faith. Sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Hallelujah. If we're going to trust God for answers to come, we've got to believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Praise God. Hebrews 11 is very, very clear. They that come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you believe God is going to answer your prayer today, hallelujah, amen, then you're going to have to see the invisible, but you're going to have to also believe the incredible. And I pray God is raising up men and women, boys and girls, whoever that will pray and seek him right now. If you look at everything, therefore, through the eye of faith, seeing the invisible, we will be able to believe God for the incredible. And believing the incredible is simply taking God's word for it, no matter how impossible it may seem. I want to say that again. Believing the incredible is simply taking God's word for it, no matter how impossible it may seem. And this is not Christmas. And I, 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 you know, we normally don't read this except around the holidays and the holy day of Christmas celebration. But this is an example and one of the better, if not the best example of believing the incredible in the word of God. Luke chapter one, verse 30 and 38. And I want to say this about that because this is, this is a Christian message. And this is a message about faith in God and taking him at his word. This is not just about that that is celebrated around the holiday of Christmas. Why did God choose Mary? Well, we can make all kinds of speculative, uh, uh, you know, we can speculate. We can say because she was the holiest woman on the planet. Well, you didn't say nothing in here about her holiness. She was probably around 16 years old, hadn't had a lot of time to uh, get into too much trouble. But I'm going to tell you, when I was 16, <laughs> I was in a whole lot of trouble. And uh, I, I, how about you out there? I was lost before I got saved. And all of that is B.C. All of that is before Christ. But I'm telling you right now what the Scripture says about everybody on this planet, that we all needed a Savior. There's none righteous. No, not, no, not one. Why would God reiterate that? Amen. We have all sinned, and that includes Mary. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've missed the mark. It's, it would be like an archer shooting at the bullseye of a target. And not only not hitting the bullseye, this can be used. This very comes short of the glory, missing the mark. And not only not hitting the bullseye, hear me now, but missing the entire target. That's how short we have come. We haven't even come close to what God requires. We've all 
sinned and come short of the glory of God. (laughs) There is none righteous, the scripture teaches in the New Testament. That includes Mary. No, not one. Oh, by the way, I hope you don't have a problem with this, but that includes you too. That includes me too. The well don't need a physician. We all need a Savior. Our righteousness compared to God's requirement is called a filthy rag. And it's something that is repulsive to him. Our best shot at it is to miss it altogether. I don't know about you, dear friend, but I'm so thankful for Jesus today. I'm so thankful that I have a Savior that who is also my sovereign and king. I'm so thankful today that my sins that I acknowledge have been forgiven and that I have been pardoned and I have been acquitted and I have been reconciled unto God. Hallelujah. Why then did God choose Mary? It has been purported that she was so absolutely pure and sinless. She couldn't be. Because there's not one righteous. No, not one. But we get a hint of why that God chose her in the new covenant as we look back into the Old Testament in the life of Abraham. It said, Abraham, stay with me now, (laughs) amen. Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him, which means put to his account righteousness. Abraham believed God and righteousness was put to his account. Now, as we read this story so well known in the holidays, I believe we're going to see in this true truth from the word of God, why God chose Mary and what we need today to to do to believe God for the incredible. Because we need to see the impossible. We need to believe the incredible that we might see the invisible and receive the impossible today. Well, I'm going to read it to you in light of what I've said. Listen to it. You'll hear it for yourself. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, speaking to Mary, Luke chapter 1, verse 30, and beginning to read, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be seen? I know not a man. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, She also hath conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Praise God. Faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the incredible. 
and faith receives the impossible. Look how Mary responded. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Friend, underscore that, highlight that. When the angel said this incredible, impossible, humanly impossible thing is going to occur, God's going to bring a child from you without a man involved. God is going to bring a child in Elizabeth. (laughs) Who would be who? John the Baptist, praise God, who was all barren and in her old age and not able to have any kids. (laughs) Amen. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, well, that settles it then. She literally said, be it unto me according to thy word. If God said it, and this is the word of God that's being brought from me, then that's that's all I need to believe. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Believing the word of God will allow you to believe God for the incredible, the humanly impossible. Hallelujah. And therefore, if you believe the incredible, let me tell you something. God is wanting people to stand in the gap, make up the hedge for this nation today. There's a breach in the gap or we wouldn't be in the condition that we are in. But God is looking for someone today that will take him at his word and his word is this to us today from the old covenant from a god who changes not as relevant today maybe even more so Uh, oh i'm going to go on and say in our situation right now globally locally and personally more relevant than it even was when he spoke it to the house of israel in in days gone by if my people which were called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way. I will hear from heaven. I will heal their land. Praise God. God is looking for someone who will believe him. When we stand in the gap, to make up the hedge through intercessory prayer, to see God intervene in a circumstance, in a situation, in a person, in a plague. Amen. When we stand in the gap and pray, we must see the invisible. We must believe the incredible. I believe God is not only able to, to intervene in this worldwide global plague. Now, these things are going to come in a way that prayer is not going to affect them or change them during the tribulation period. Pestilence is part of that scenario during the tribulation. I believe this pestilence is categorized in the beginning of sorrows prophetically. I believe these are the beginning of sorrows. Jesus talked about a lot of signs and he said, but the end is not yet. These are the beginning of sorrows. We're getting a a a preview, if you please, of the great tribulation, of how quick something can come and affect the world globally, not just locally. 
and how quick governments can be shaken and how quick monetary systems can be shaken. It, it, it doesn't take a lot of shaking to shake that that is on such sinking soil anyway. You know, the Bible speaks clearly. He that, he that doesn't listen to my word, he's like a man who, who builds his, his, his foundation on the sand. And he might build it tall, but he's building it on a foundation that any little thing can cause it all to come crashing down. How quick the whole world has been affected as it's been infected by this virus. How quick the, 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 the monetary systems of the world have been shaken and are being shaken. And world trade and everything is, is kind of in a, in flux, in a, in a, a state of change that was so solid and leaned upon by so many is now not as solid anymore. And it's a scary time if you don't know the Lord and your trust isn't in Him. And God is looking. He said before He brought judgment upon Israel and upon the land in certain circumstances, first thing He did, He said, I looked for a man to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. So when we're talking about faith here, we're not talking about faith to get uh, more money, faith to get a bigger, better automobile. I'm I'm going to have to upgrade or uh, or be left sitting by the road soon in a particular automobile of mine but it's not faith to believe him for a a particular type of automobile to say that have arrived it's faith to believe god to bring out of this situation we're in a great harvest of souls as we're coming face to face with our mortality and and the our insecurities makes us begin to seek where can we find refuge well i've got good news today god is our if you know christ is your savior god is our refuge god is our strength a very present help in the time of trouble. And because he is that God with all of this power and all of this love for you and me, <laughs> we won't fear though the mountains be removed. Why? Because the God of Jacob, the God, the covenant God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the covenant God of Israel, is with us, and he's with us through a blood covenant and that is a better covenant established on better promises. Praise God. God is with us today. That's why we do not fear the pre presence of God moving in our midst today. Hallelujah. But he's, that person who prays and intercedes must believe that God is going to intervene. And, and something's going to occur. And it may be that the knowledge that is needed uh, is going to be given supernaturally to someone in, in, in the medical profession seeking an answer for this plague that is upon us globally. I believe God is going to intervene because I believe that this is not that judgment that's going to come on the earth during the tribulation then prayer will not 
stop it. It's going to run its course. Christ is going to return with the armies of heaven. But right now, the beginning of sorrows means we're getting a preview of how quick this can happen and how globally one little invisible microorganism can begin to shake the entire world and literally reshape the entire world. Normal will not be like it was. It will be different. It will be a new normal. And as governments shake under this, you can see how a world monetary system can be easily put in place to relieve the suffering of so many. You know, it is estimated that tens of millions are going to die from hunger in places that are already barely surviving each day, just getting enough to eat when they do not get the help they need because the airlines are shut down, the borders are closed, and because they cannot go to work to in their meager earnings. They can't do what they used to do to get a little bit of, of something to give them sustenance. Millions are not going to just die of, of this plague, this pestilence, but the aftermath of this pestilence. It's going to happen on a global scale during the tribulation. But during that time, prayer will make no difference. It's going to run its course quickly until until the, the wrath of God upon the world that has spurned the Son of God and the message of, of, of repentance and the message of salvation has not been heeded. But friend, right now, we can make a difference. You can make a difference. I can make a difference. But we have to see the invisible. We have to believe the incredible that we might receive the impossible. Praise God. Hallelujah. So today, I'm encouraging you to stand in the gap for America. God's not done with this nation. I'm not going to get into how much we deserve this because of of things that have been allowed in this nation and how God has been pushed out of the collective consciousness and how Christmas is spurned because uh, we we don't want to hear anymore what I just read to you about a Savior that God sent because he so loved this world. Oh, have we made money our God? Yes, and it's not just the world. Have we made the material possessions our God? Have we become lovers of pleasure more than God? That is a rhetorical statement. Absolutely we have, and it's very clear. What we want back most people right now is life as it was, where we can pursue our pleasures and and not even consider even gratefulness to God for them. Listen very clearly. Today, I'm standing in the gap. I'm believing to see the goodness of God in spite of our sin, because God so loved the world that he gave his only, and it was the world in a complete, sinful, sin-darkened condition that He gave His only begotten Son 
that whosoever would believe on him would not perish, but have eternal life. This is the God we serve. This is the opportunity we have. And I pray that you will believe God with me for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, for return to gathering together in God's house when we have the opportunities again, for return not only to God's house, but to God Himself and to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Oh, dear friend of mine, how we need those people that can see past this thing that we are in And see God working around the world to remind us all of how much we need Him. And then to show Himself strong in behalf of those that love Him. Hallelujah. Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7. The Lord, the Lord is speaking to us through His Word. And saying to us very clearly, the Lord is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. Hallelujah. And he knows them that put their trust in him. He knows them that love him. Praise God. Well, it's time for us to go today. And I hate to stop. I want you to come back next week as we continue to pursue this subject that we are in right now. Trusting God no matter what. As we see man's systems failing, we become concerned, and we should be. But let that concern turn to trust in God like never before, and good will come out of intended evil. I believe that many are going to turn to God. And come to God. And I believe that backsliders are going to front slide. Hallelujah. I believe they're going to return and seek God again. Say, Lord, forgive me. I've trusted the arm of flesh when I should have been trusting you. Please help us. Please, please forgive our sins. Heal our land. Heal our land. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior... The scripture says of you today that you're without hope, without God in this present world. During the Great Depression, there were many suicides of businessmen who had put all their trust in all the money, stocks that they had amassed. Their whole comfort and consolation was in their riches. And when that hope was taken from them, they had no hope in God. They became hopeless. When they became hopeless, they gave up on life itself. I pray that doesn't happen to anyone here. I pray that you'll turn to the God of hope that will give you hope if you had nothing God can make something out of that nothing. Run to God. Confess your sins. Repent of them. Receive His pardon. And join those who are absolutely trusting and hoping in God today.